Today on the show, indie folk artist Aaron Ray is here. We talk about the pluses and minuses of the social media generation, being in the presence of Patty Griffin, the new revolution of American folk, and so much more on episode 95 of Who Writes This Stuff. Hello, and welcome to Who Writes This Stuff. My name is Nick Flora, coming to you from my house in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for listening. As you can tell, you guys, I'm still having <laughs> voice issues. I keep getting my voice back and then losing it by doing things like singing or talking a lot in a crowded, loud space. Isn't that the worst? I feel like the hardest part about having to go to a lot of concerts and go to shows and hang out in like public places is that. It's so annoying. Um, anyway, so I have to give my voice a rest at some point. But right now is not the not the time to do that because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but most podcasts, or especially mine, it's just a lot of talking. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, it's a great one. Aaron Ray is on the show. Uh, Aaron Ray McCaskill, proper. Uh, she goes by Aaron Ray. And the Meanwhiles is her band. Really great. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy her and her music, especially. Uh, great new album out called Soon Enough. We will get to that. Soon enough. Let's see what I did there. Anyway, so uh, first off, Aaron and I recorded the podcast episode two years ago, maybe even a little bit longer than that. And then something happened. No, it was about two years ago because I, I had about four episodes loaded up, recorded, banked in the biz. That's what they call it. Episodes banked. And my computer just completely, the hard drive just crashed and I lost everything. Um, and we talk a little bit about that in the episode. So the first episode we did just completely lost and I felt so bad. Um, but Aaron was so nice enough to come back on and she said, you know what? I'm working on this new record when it is about to come out. I'll just come on and talk about that. So she's back and, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the things we talked about last time. She has a lot has happened to her since the uh, last time she was on. She was part of this uh, amazing Americana Fest that just happened in Nashville and was happening last week when she was on, when she recorded this episode with me. Uh, she's uh, been featured on NPR's All Songs Considered, which there will be a link on whoridespod.com if you want to go click that and listen to it, which is a big deal. Um, it's, it's just a lot of things happening for her. Really super cool. Uh, Aaron Ray, in the meanwhile, is definitely a group and she is definitely a voice that you want to be paying attention to. Uh, great things are going are gonna to come. They already are. She's she's excellent. So, in other news, more maybe close to home for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, or paid attention to me on the internet in the past couple of days, but I had a record come out. Um, this new uh, EP, I guess. It's five songs, but it really does feel like a, com- a complete record to me anyway. I'm really proud of it. It's called Future Boy, and uh, it is out now currently on iTunes and Amazon and Bandcamp and anywhere where you might buy electronic music. It's out. It's 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 out in the world. And uh, you can buy a physical copy if you want from nickflora.com. Or you can come to a show. I'm playing a bunch of shows in October. I'm going throughout the Midwest. So if you live in the Midwest in October, please come and see me. Uh, I'm actually playing a release show here in Nashville on the 3rd of October 2015. And then uh, I'm playing Hutchmoot this year in Nashville, which I'm excited about, on the 8th. 
And then uh, a bunch of a bunch of places I'm playing in Springfield, Missouri. I'm playing outside Chicago and Lee, Illinois. I'm playing in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. I'm playing in Norton Shores, Michigan, uh, South Bend, Indiana. You guys, I can't stop playing in the Midwest. I'm playing so many times. So go to nickflora.com and look at the tour dates and come see me and, and grab this new album. I'm really proud of it. Um, you can go listen to it for free right now on Spotify, Apple Music, all that jazz. Do it. Go listen to it. So, um, but that's not the reason we're here today. The reason we're here today is to uh, talk to Aaron Ray. So I, I think you guys will enjoy her. Let's get right into it. No ado further needed is a sentence that I just said. <laughs> uh, here's episode 95, my chat with Aaron Ray McCaskill. You are one of the famed lost episodes. It's literally <laughs> lost. I think somebody at the Apple store that took over my uh, hard drive when it crashed um, has the episode. Probably listens to it all the time. Yeah, probably it's just probably on like, repeat. <laughs> I would. I, think, I was trying to think earlier, like, I don't remember. <laughs> do you remember us meeting? I don't remember meeting you. I just remember, like, knowing you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Some people you just don't meet. You're just sort of either in a group with people. Yeah. And it just gets like, it's just like, sure. And then (laughs) I remember knowing your name. I mean, it was one of those things probably around, probably with Stacy and people like that, where it was just like, oh yeah, my friend Aaron's coming. And then it was like, oh, that's her friend Aaron. You know what? I have so many people like that. I know Nick Flora. Yeah. You just don't Uh, meet people. We don't know each other, but now we know each other. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's one of those things where, yeah, it just sort of, you get grandfathered in through your friends of like, oh, we just know each other. Yeah. You know, there's not a moment of like, hi, I'm Aaron. Hi, I'm Nick. It's just. Yeah. It's really weird. But I, so you're just like a person that I've known. I don't, I can't <laughs> even pinpoint when that was. Since the beginning. But it might have been <laughs> you and Stacy, you and Corey and Graham and Stacy went on a tour. We did. went on like a small like weekend. Yeah, like a tiny weekend tour. Right. Where you made a lot of money. We. And yeah. everybody came out. It was, well, it was really like a thing where we just, we made so much money that. We didn't know what to do with it, so we just went back home and yeah, just didn't spin it. go on yeah. tour again. That's where you got your di- <laughs> your your diamond encrusted iPhone case yeah. and your Maserati that you pulled up in. Yes, you guys made so There's much like money some, there Yes, some no, that's a. I think it was sort of that because I I had been sort of at the time pushing Stacy like go out on the road with people like do you know yeah and I, I, and when I saw that I was really happy and so I was sort of was like I was like wait who's this band you know who's this group that she's yeah putting herself in a car with for a weekend or whatever. Well, I think we, we also did the like a Christmas house show. Maybe I already knew you by that point. Was oh. that a thing at the old, at the nunnery? Oh. The old girl's house? Yeah, we totally did. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. That just came to me. I sort of segmented my time in Nashville as like n- baby Nick, like newbie Nashville. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing and I played a bunch of random shows like that. Yeah. The writer's rounds that I've just erased from my memory. Yes. And then time that. where I sort of knew where I was doing, getting my footing and people knew who I was. <laughs> and then now. So all that early <laughs> stuff. And that would have been, you know, where it's like, I think maybe we do that sometimes where we block, are, we let our brains. experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I really do think that there's something about either. It's good to segment. Embarrassing things. Because I'll, I'll start thinking about like. Not necessarily experience, like, I, definitely experiences I had or interactions I had with people when I first moved to town where I was like, what was I thinking? Yes. Or even especially before I moved here where I didn't know anything about the music business, but I thought I did. Yeah. And I would just play these shows and I'm like, 
I was so I was you know I thought I was like quote unquote ready to like hit um, the big time totally and I'm so thankful that I didn't because not only yeah. was I not ready uh, professionally but I wasn't like I would have been a monster I would have mm-hmm. been Justin Bieber you know <laughs> which I think he's turning out okay now he's he will he's round he's, he's coming around. out he's coming around yeah but like Justin Bieber in 2013 where he yeah. was just like he thought he owned the world bless his heart bless his heart he. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. Like, you know, just having all that, being so young, especially right now. Yeah. When all of us think we should be famous anyways, like every yeah. human being. Every, we all do. That's, <laughs> like that's why social media <laughs> took off because we, we all are like the star of our own show. <laughs> yes. I know. I'm like, oh man. I but, wonder what that says about future generations where, especially the generation coming up now that's like never, they will never not, not know a time yeah. when they can take a selfie and be the star of their own Facebook page or Twitter or whatever it is. Yeah. I wonder what, I wonder if it's going to just make little monsters out of everyone. Yes. <laughs> to where we think that, because I think there is a good part to it where yes, your every voice should be, you know, validated. Yeah, Everybody's absolutely. important. But then there's like a, there's that can tip really easily into the everybody, uh, thinks that they deserve things right when we don't really right you know yeah deserve all the attention that we think we deserve right and that's where like justin bieber comes from because he's 14 in canada (laughs) and you know yeah i can't even imagine so it's one of those things where i'm i'm really glad that i came up in the time i came up and grew up in and like i could have at least some footing still in just like reality without social media yes oh my gosh I think it was before I was like 11 because I started, you know, instant messaging. Sure. But like, yeah. You know, the whole, you know, but yeah. But totally. even with instant messenger, there was an element of sort of, you didn't give up every single thing about yourself. Like, right. Everything like is you're, online. You were just talking to people. Yeah. And then you're like, BRB. <laughs> I'm away right now. BRB. Doing what? I don't know. I'm I would, 13. I don't know. I put my away. away. Some Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go eat Doritos and an insane amount of like Pepsi probably or something. <laughs> Just the insane amount of junk food that was consumed while people were instant messaging. Yes. <laughs> Mountains of just, yeah, MSG. I'm still recovering my posture from, to this day. From, <laughs> from oh, this. I didn't even think about posture. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if our eventually, it won't get to this point because it will tip another direction at some point, but like the humans, if you look at the skeletal of humans in the future, it'll just be like necks, like, <laughs> like hunchbacks from necks being pointed down. <laughs> We're just always looking at our phones. Yeah. Well, my 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 roommate currently is this nice lady named Lena. Hey, Lena. Um. Hey, Lena. And she she's a musician, but she also teaches yoga, and is amazing at that as well. And she has talked to me about um, a text text neck. It's hard to say text. Oh, neck. text neck. That is hard to say. Text neck. But um, it's where you're you're um. Yeah, you basically lose the natural curve in your neck because we're just like this. All that the time. makes sense. She's like, hold your phone out in front of your face. Well, then you look like an idiot. And then I'm like, not yeah, that you don't can... look like an idiot before. <laughs> right? We all look like. Mm. I've had this several times recently <laughs> in Target or a grocery store where the people walk straight in. Yeah. And in that entrance area, just stop and stare at their phone and like I'm, I'm, you know, the flow of traffic just like. You're bumping into somebody or like about to, and you're like, what are you doing? And they yes. literally don't like you scoff or you give them a look and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And they don't even notice because they're, like, they're just, 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like an old man talking about this, but it is a ridiculous. I feel the same I way. I feel like it's a new thing, though. Yeah. You know, I contribute to that. I know. And I also am frustrated by it. <laughs> I know. Which I think is going to be the, that's just going to be the new norm. I think we're just going to have to be, we're both going to be annoyed and involved. Yes. <laughs> I, I, like, at least we're aware of our annoyance of it. Right. Found this old Minolta, honey, I'd like you to have. With you gentle I foreseeing and you steady handed grasp. I like the light you look for in the places I look past. And while we are apart, my dear, there's a favor I would ask. Good things are on their way for you, and if I'm not beside you, Take a picture, I can come and look at some time. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. You have so much going on, I feel like, um, especially right now, because uh, you're involved in this Americana Fest yes. that's happening in yeah. Nashville. This is the first year that. Um, I'm getting to be a part of it and it's cool because I don't know. I'm just, I'm just having a really good week. <laughs> you are. T- t- tell me about it. I want to hear about it. I'm having a good it. week. Um, feel free to brag as much as possible. I, Cause I'm so proud of you. <laughs> thank you. I feel like I, I'm Papa, but, I, but you know, when you see like your, your yeah. friends or whatever, like do well and like get the recognition they deserve, you're like, Oh, finally. Like last, I don't know. Well, last time I was here, we were talking about the EP and yeah. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I just, I don't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I still don't know, but like, well, you probably know ideas. more. I have ideas now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Um, But, yeah, I, feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of finding my place, you know, in a more consistent way. But, um, yeah. So what's but, going on this week that's made it so good? Well, um, we did a – we're doing our official sh- showcase for Americana Fest um, Saturday night at the Five Spot at yeah. 10, which – um, it will be our full band show and Kelsey Walden is playing right after us. And she is one of my like absolute, she's a good, a great friend of mine, but absolute favorite. Kelsey Walden. I don't know her. She, she's like, um, she's a country musician, but she's from, uh, monkey's eyebrow, Kentucky. And she Whoa. just really, yeah. Monkey's eyebrow, Kentucky. Yes. It's a real place. It's outside of Paducah. That is my favorite name of yeah. a, a town I've ever heard. I sh- I, she has these t-shirts <laughs> that are like, I just I just really love what she does. But she has these t-shirts that say your name on them. They're but they're modeled after her dad's. Like he had a hunting lodge when she was growing up. Yeah, and it said they say monkeys eyebrow Kentucky. Oh, that's amazing. And that looks great. What a good idea. Yeah, but sh- so we're playing. Um, so check her out. She's awesome. Kelsey Walden. Yeah. Um. We're monkey's playing eyebrow. Monkey's eyebrow. Yes. I saw a picture that you posted of Patty Griffin. Yes. So I need to ask about this. Is that a picture that you took? Yes. So you were in the room with Patty Griffin? Yes. We it's, Tell me everything about this. <laughs> I love her. Wait, wait, wait. Back up, back up. Yeah. Um I that was yesterday morning. Ann Powers is doing a panel from Ann Powers from NPR. Yeah. She's doing a a, a panel um called Songs We Love. With it was Shaky Graves, um, Patty, mm-hmm. and 
Rhiannon Giddens from Carolina Chocolate Drops, which it was really cool to hear her talk. I was like, <laughs> it, I just, she just was, she just is so well versed in what she does, you yeah. know, like, so knows, knows her shit, basically, yeah. if I can say. Who, Patty? But, yeah, sure. Um, this is Patty? Rhian- this- Rhiannon. Okay. But, um, but Patty too, she, you know, she just has such a presence to me, like from, you know, way, way back when I started listening to her. But yeah. so, yeah, so, um, well, and I, f- I kind of started, I knew about that. Um, cause I just was like looking at whatever Ann Powers is doing, but she, um, so yeah, I, I sat down in the, my friend Josh saved me a seat in the front row and I walked in and I like was, you know, hanging out and talking and I looked up and I was like, wait, that chair in front of me says Patty on it. Oh my gosh. And I was like, she's going to be right in front of me. It's too much. So it was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And they all, they all played songs that have meant a lot to them or, you know, it was. So how many people are in this room? There were, I feel like there might've been a couple, uh, like Maybe a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. It was at Grand Victor Studios. Yeah, I so saw it that. Be- it was so beautiful. The feel, like the feeling in there. Oh, as a, it's like kind of cool in there. Yeah, but it's just so like warm and and Patty in a big room like that, like. Mm. Yeah, I like. Did she play too? So she yeah. shared songs. Okay, they shared songs. Okay. Yeah. How cool is that? Um, so that was re- that was really cool. I feel okay. Let's go. Let's go to the Wayback Machine. Okay. Uh, we talked about this on the last podcast that we recorded, but one of the first moments that we sort of like, other than the the house show Christmas party, yeah, that I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> we played the show with the Bluebird. Yes. Which was like still in my mind, and I'm glad that you were there and Eric Vinson and Allie Ferris. Allie, Fer- is that what it was? Yeah. Was it? Wait. Uh- and and uh, uh, one more. Is it Ali Ferris and Corby Linker? Yes, there, I uh, forgot there was five of us. Here. I have it on. I have. I saved the. Wait, where is it? There's another one. Mm. I put it somewhere. The little slip of of from it. Yeah. But it, for me, it goes down to like top five highlights on stage ever. Yeah. Maybe favorite show in Nashville ever. Yeah. There's just something about that night Some... in that place and something. And I'm glad that we all shared it together. So I don't feel crazy when I bring it up. Yeah. To one of you guys, and you're like, no, that was nuts. Yeah. But you played and your mom came yeah. and I feel like it was very sweet and sort of emotional for you guys. Yeah. What what does that place mean to you as far as your like upbringing in music? Well, when we first moved here, because I grew up, my parents played music together. My dad still plays. Um, and uh, so we like I grew up going to like house concerts and stuff kind of. So that song, the songwriter community was always like important in yeah. our household and um like greg brown and slade cleaves and uh paul thorne and like all these people and then <clears throat> uh when we moved here i think shortly after i must have been like 12 or 13 we all went as a family to the bluebird and it's just like i don't know if my my, I heard my dad talk about the Bluebird Cafe for a long time, and so like, oh, really, it just made anything that he liked in the music world. I was just like, that's cool. I know that's cool because yeah. my dad likes it. He's cool. So, um, I don't know. So we went to the Bluebird Cafe, and this woman, um, Diana Jones, played that night, and I, like, 
remembered her songs. Like I remembered lines from her songs just for like years after that. Wow, really? And then I just realized I could look it up on the internet <laughs> a couple, like a year or two ago. And I was like, oh yeah, YouTube. I could probably, yeah, that I could exists now. I probably track her down. But anyway, all that to say, so that like memory of going there and like having an emotional like attachment yeah. as a audience member, as a kid. And then when we moved here, it was like 2001, 2002, my mom became just like kind of happenstance, became good friends with Kathy Matea. Yeah. Um, and who has like since become like a mentor for me. But she was like very, that was like where she kind of got famous. Oh, sort of. Okay. Like that's a big part of, as I understand it anyway, that's a big part of like her, um, like, like her, when it, her yeah. story or whatever. Yeah. There are several artists like they're on the walls. There yeah. That sort of, it played a big part. Yes. You know, when, yeah. well, there's more famous ones like Garth and I think Trisha Yearwood and I think Taylor Swift, but it's like sort of the last right big one or whatever. But like, there are so many artists that will tell you like Blue in town that like that was sort of like a, yeah, l- like a light bulb moment for their career as yeah. far as people seeing them and knowing who they were. And I think that was, I, f- I think that was kind of when it was the Bluebird Cafe was first getting it right getting going so they were both like i don't know i i think that's correct yeah so she's been like a mentor to me and i don't know so like a lot of factors i was very excited for that show was that your first time playing there i think that was my first time yeah okay yeah yeah that was amazing and and just to think that like they're probably because i've had people comment on my stuff on facebook or whatever and they they'll say like they'll always mention that that's where they saw me or whatever first, you know, and they're still following me. And that was like two years ago, probably. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think, you know, I took like pictures with like young kids and stuff who were like excited and holding my CD and stuff. Yeah. And you guys did too. And it was just like, it's crazy yeah. to think that now we're in the position to where people will be like, you know, in 10 years, like, Oh, I saw Aaron yeah. you know, Ray there at this, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just, if you really think about it, it is, it is overwhelming. Yeah. You know, to think that, or people tell me now like, Oh yeah, my kid, you know, I'm a 14 year old kid and he, he listens to your CD all the time or whatever. And he's trying to play guitar to it and stuff. And I'm like, I did that to So I know the five CDs that I wore out trying to play the songs on. Yeah. So it is sort of a weird, like I'm in this position now to hopefully inspire other in the, in those lyrics that you were talking about with Diana Jones, like, those maybe some of mine will stick in somebody's head and it will yes. just always be there. Yeah. Cause when you're a kid, you're just like a absorbent. sponge. Yeah. You take in everything and you remember. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with like listening to a song that you knew on the radio or something that you didn't even really like, but you just heard a bunch of times yeah. when you're a kid or whatever. And then it comes and you, on and you're like, you still know every word. Yeah. And it still makes you like feel things like, Oh my even gosh. If you don't, Absolutely. That's not what, like, like your favorite, but yeah, I've talked about it in here before, but like music is, is a form of time travel. Yeah. The way, you know, more than I think, I think smell is sort of the, the strongest the sense one. of like yeah. nostalgia, but music or sound has got to be. Yeah. You know, even like if I walked through my old high school now and heard the bell ring, oh. I bet it would incite like anxiety in me. Totally. <laughs> if, well, I, I worked at O'Charlie's in high school oh, down nice. here. And so sometimes like if I'm at a restaurant and I hear the phone ring, I'm like, yeah, it, it's like that, or the physical like sensation of like gotta answer the phone. Yeah, oh, you have that. Yeah, you have that like jolt. <laughs> yeah. to do things. Isn't it crazy that our brain can be tricked or treated yeah. like that? It's crazy. 
I really want to think about I don't smoke weed but I have a lot of like weed thoughts yeah. um, all the time which, me too <laughs> which I think it has a lot to do with just being like my brain is the way it is and the why I've chosen a creative path yeah but it, I have these thoughts all the time where I'm just like, I do I have people, for a long time before I even had alcohol people were like are you drunk what are you talking about yeah just because I I'd rather talk about those types of things like yeah isn't it crazy that like our brains are really smart but at the same time it can hear a phone ring that sounds like the phone from our job in high school yeah and our first thought or not even thought like our first habit thought is i gotta answer that yeah and take an order yeah at a job that i haven't worked at in a decade or whatever yeah. you know, it's just so <laughs> funny yeah i love that kind of stuff yeah so your parents are songwriter or singer songwriters is that what you said my dad is yeah in in what capacity were they were they like outperforming places where you saw them um, as a kid or do they just yeah. play at home a lot or but well both my dad my dad has always played and growing up he played in like rock and roll bands and oh, stuff oh really he's got some he's i mean he needs to like i don't like know write a book record his, a... yeah write write some stories and stuff <laughs> yeah so he always played in bands but then plays um fingerstyle guitar mm -hmm. primarily and um he, he and my mom i guess when i was like a little kid she would like sing to me going to bed and stuff. And, um, but before that she, he didn't know that she could really sing. And, uh, so they started, she, they started harmonizing together and singing really? and doing like, yeah, they play at like Davis kid bookstore, and, nice. um, different, you know, events down, uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, like, um, stuff at the park and yeah. the fair and stuff like that. So it was cool. Anytime where there's like community musicians sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. And then they'd go to Memphis and um, like radio, there's like a radio lunch hour thing really? in Memphis that used to happen. And um, yeah, I need to find this like CDs from there's that. There's got to be some of the. Yeah. So. That's so interesting. I very rarely have or talk to people on here who have like parents who are also sort of like you're following. Because in a way you're sort of following yeah. in their footsteps to, you know, doing yeah. this. Uh, was that something that they sort of aspire to do professionally or did they have like full-time jobs and something that was sort of a fun side thing? That is, it's always kind of, I guess it's always been a side thing. My dad is like, he's a really great songwriter. And I think, um, he, um, he, he and my mom both worked full-time all the time growing up. Um, and he's retired now. So I feel like hopefully he'll, yeah, yeah. We recorded like a, a, over at Dustin Ransom's house, mm -hmm. he and I went and recorded like 12 songs just kind of live in the. Oh, did you really? Yeah. 
in like his stuff that he had room. written or you had written or covers a or couple what? of things he'd written and then he has this like collection of songs that he's always played growing up and um once i get those from him, i'll i'll send them send them to you I would love he to also told he also tells this like epic 45 minute story on 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 tape? on like, tape recorded yeah oh so it's good it's good like if you're in in the car for a while it's really good <laughs> not for any other well point. i mean any other time if you're cooking dinner <laughs> i'm just trying to think rent on, your dad on a should, dog your dad should start a podcast where he just talks about his old road stories or he old should song stories. i'm telling you i love that stuff yeah he has like a really cool just the way that he talks is like yeah you just want to hear him talk. You know what I mean? There's some things for me now. I'm sort of logging away in my brain. I'm like, I wonder if this is going to be a story that I tell when I'm a crotchety old man and people yeah. have to listen to me. <laughs> you know, yeah. like all these weird things that happen to me, you know, yeah. by nature of being a touring musician or, you know, or living in this town and like really bizarre things happen. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you tell somebody who isn't in music mm-hmm. and they're like, wait, what? You mm-hmm. did what? You played to how many people or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. Who yeah. were the first sort of, other than your parents, uh, who were the first sort of <laughs> artist or music of any genre that you heard when you were sort of younger coming up that you were like, oh, this is something more than just like a casual yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, well, early, like early on, I loved Nora Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like... I, li- I mean, I listened to Hanson and all that of stuff course. too when I was a little bit... But the first... <laughs> uh, and like influential where I was like that trying, trying to record, sing like, yes. Come away with me is amazing. It's I, a perfect I a, record. Yeah. I have a memory of being in my bedroom when I was like seven and there's a song called, I think it's, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a little girl. Oh, you know, I like, was about to mention it. Yep. It's called a painter oh, song. It's the painter song. Yeah. To a favorite song. Yeah. It's a little girl. And it was just like, I have this memory of just being like, this is so good. And I was like trying to sing along and like, you know, dancing. That's the first song I think I heard other than the single off of that record where I was like, what is this? Yeah. Because, you know, it it was jazzy, but it still had this sort of folk element to it. Yeah. Man, it's just the instrumentation. Everything about it is so perfect and specific. That's a great record. Yeah. It sort of got overblown because it won all the Grammys and all this stuff. And yeah, I talk about Adele's 21 the same way, too, where it's like everybody's sort of still tired of it. But that's a great record. Yeah. And Nora Jones Come Away With Me was like that. It was just like every single song is beautiful. Amazing. It's gorgeous. Yeah. That that song. And there's a couple, a few other. I mean the whole the whole record. Yeah, Sunrise, I love that. All um, that. The last track on the on the album is an old jazz standard. I can't think of the name of it now, but I I remember putting that one on just on repeat. Yeah, I can't remember. This is gonna be no good. Like, <laughs> let's just sit while I think while I have the internet literally uh, uh, six inches away yeah. from me. I'm not looking it up. Yeah. So Nor Jones, Nor Jones was like one one big one, and then my mom. Uh, played Nickel Creek a lot in the house, yes. and then also around that same time, Oh Brother Where Art Thou came out. Oh and yeah! And so that soundtrack, I think I was kind of primed to dig that because of like my dad's taste in music and like that what stuff that he sense. plays. Yeah. But like that whole soundtrack, that it was like Nor Joan, Come Away with Me, and then that soundtrack to that uh, movie, and um. That's I have that soundtrack on a loop. Yeah. Gillian Welch. It's so good. Alice it, in- it introduced me, honestly, like I didn't know anything. I was, 
I grew up in the era that I grew up in. So I just didn't know the world of any, all these people were new to me. Yeah. Yeah. People like Gillian Welch, Allison Krauss, Ralph Stanley's. On yeah. There. Uh, the guy, who's the guy that sings the George Clooney part in that song? Uh, Dan. Oh, shoot. I can't think of his last name. Um, no, but it, it, it was just mind blowing to me. Yeah. How simple. And I have a theory that this whole sort of new folk revolution that we're in right now, this whole, like everything from, you know, Avid brothers to Mumford to like those being the bigger ones, even trickling down to sort of the repopularization of acoustic Americana music. Yeah. Goes back to that. Record. I think yeah, that because makes perfect it took, sense. Nobody. We I remember it like came out and enough. nobody knew. Nobody knew. Yeah, we were all like kids. Yeah, or in a very influential time when it came out, and it everybody liked it. It wasn't just like, oh, it's for country fans. Like no. that movie yeah. was a big deal, and that was a big deal, and a bunch of us were like, oh, it's fun to listen in the you know to all fly away. Yeah, sung by the Whoever Sisters or whatever. Yeah, and it was a really and that movie sort of made Americana and this sort of like these what they call old timey music. Yeah, uh, it made it kind of cool and you I don't know just the way it was presented was perfect yeah it wasn't on like CMT or on like you know AM radio or like you know Garrison Keeler wasn't talking about it yeah. it was this you know George Clooney was singing it it was this crazy thing and that soundtrack was off the top of the charts for like nine months yeah and I, I think it really did sort of bring in like it made it okay to bust out an acoustic guitar again yeah you know and, and just sing these sort of stripped just down like, songs yeah that, that big rock candy mountain. So good. Ugh. In the big rock candy mountain. <laughs> Cops have wooden legs. Yeah. And it's I had so a buddy, good. I was in a band. <laughs> it's such an absurd song. Yeah. I, I would, if you were listening to this, please look up the, the lyrics to big rock candy mountain. And yes. Read them without You'll the, never just change read your the lyrics. And little drips of alcohol. Gum trickling down, down the rocks. rocks. <laughs> I had a buddy on, I was at the time I was in like a pop punk band. Uh, if you can believe it. Yes. And at a, <laughs> in high school, like right out of high school, I was in a pop punk band. And like our guitar player, when that we would, we would listen to that in the van and he would be like, my dad used to sing this to me when I went to, like went to sleep. He used to like play guitar and sing yeah. Big Rock Candy Mountain. And like, so there's little things like that where it was like, he got really emotional when we listened to it because he was just like, I, I know this song. It's in yeah. my fabric, you know? Yeah. Which I think that's what's amazing about Americana music in general. And it makes sense that it's so become popular again is because of that like it is in the fabric of yeah you know who we are as an american people take your time be patient with this one i love you're on your way you will get there soon enough soon new record by the way which came out like what earlier this month a couple weeks yeah ago? it came out on um, september 4th 
It's, um, it is so good. Thank you so I'm much. I'm not surprised at all. Like I said that very surprised. Like, it, Aaron, <laughs> Surprisingly, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, no, it's great. It really does have, it's, it, I don't know how you did this, but it captures this, or if you meant to do this, but it captures this sort of like warm sort of 70s folk kind of like, there's like a, there is like sort of a cloud over it that's very like, you just want to put it on. I mean, it's a sort of a fall sounding record. Yeah. But there is something about like a summer afternoon sort of, I I, I picture, I always picture weird things, but uh, this isn't that weird. This but is like, a weed thought. Yes. This is totally <laughs> a weed thought. <laughs> Welcome to Weed Thoughts with Nick. Um, no, but I, I imagine just like listening to it, I can see myself sort of like a summer afternoon, like laying on a rug, listening to it, like on vinyl with like sun coming the only light in the room is like sun coming through just on the rug it's just yeah. sort of like very welcoming warm and it's very conducive to your writing in general but just this record specifically very conducive to sort of letting like you're you're focused on the song but you, it lets your mind wander and come back and wander yeah. and come back because it just it puts you in a in a mood that's awesome that it, oh it's so good it's Thank great you. That, that's awesome that means a lot to me um, who did you make this record with who produced it i think I think you know him, um, Mike Rennie, that oh. plays bass. He's from he's from Arkansas too. Mike Rennie. Mm-hmm. How do I know him? He's, uh, yeah, he's from Arkansas. He he plays bass for everybody in town, but he's been playing with Rodney Crowell oh, okay. for a couple of years now. And then he did he plays with Steelism or was playing with them and like just Heidi Feek and just different. Oh, okay, around. okay. I'm sure there's like a whole list that I don't know about, but um, he produced um, Kelsey Walden. Okay, mentioned earlier. Yeah, her record, The Gold Mine, which is like so great, and uh, and my friend Caroline Spence's record as well. And I was like, well, those turned out good. Yeah, <laughs> that's every producer I've ever worked with is like, I really like the, what they did with this person. Yeah, maybe they can do it with me. Yeah, yeah, make me sound cool. But what so, was the sort of like? Did were you sitting on these songs for a while, or are they pretty fresh? Well, <clears throat> a lot of the songs uh, there, and and we recorded the album in June 2014. So oh wow, okay, yeah. So it's been it's been over a year, but um, and the songs. About half the songs on the record it were like started, I don't know, they're probably like three or four years old, but it just takes so long to get yeah. it together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it does. Yeah. And, um, but Mike was what, so basically, like the Meanwhiles and I have been like playing a lot of the songs for a while out mm-hmm. for shows and stuff and really worked out a lot of parts. And yeah, did that help when recording? Yeah. Because you sort of already knew yeah. what your role was and everything, I guess. Yeah. Mike, um, like we kind of like as a band already had most of our, we had a lot of our stuff kind of figured out in parts and like Mark Sloan and Kevin Whitsett and yeah, I know those guys. Yeah. They yeah. all like, I mean, yeah, they've just been there for, and been very, uh, instrumental in kind of helping me create the sound for Pun that intended. record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instrumental. Um, but then Mike, um, he, he also has like a great ear for like how things are supposed to go and also has like this amazing work ethic that I, you know, am impressed and inspired by, but he kind of helped me get, get it all together and like really be like, let's, you know, let's do this instead of this. And yeah. Um, so we just, we tracked it all live in a couple of days. Really? Mm-hmm. 
and did like the uh, vocal and guitar at the same time, which I was nervous really? about. But yeah. oh, that would stress me out. Yeah, I about had a meltdown. I can at one really point, only <laughs> I can really only think about one thing at like yeah. keeping this straight. Yeah, if I had to really do, but but sometimes maybe you can just get out of your head and just play yeah. and perform and not worry about it. Because when we play live, we don't we aren't stressed about it. Yeah, we're just in the moment. Yeah, I, at least I am. So I don't, I don't know. Why, for some reason, when that as red light like, goes on, yeah. you're like, oh, no. Like, yeah. Yeah. It just changes the whole sound. But so, yeah. So that it was, seems like you were in good hands, though, at least. Yeah. We It'd did be, it over at Farmland Studio and Anderson East engineered it. And then Mike was there and it was good. Good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. We were all like in this big house. Have you been over there? Uh-uh. It's this. I think it's an. I think you. I think it's an old parishioners' house. Is that oh, the phrase? Yeah, very cool. Um, <clears throat> to the that like goes with this church on uh, Granny White. Okay. So, um, yeah. So it's just this big old, probably nineteen twenties house. Yeah. Wood floors and big windows and stuff, and we were all in different rooms, together. So it was cool. It's just so interesting how Nashville is built. Um, and this always this Nashville always comes up. I guess it makes sense because we are here. But yeah. on this podcast, there's a lot of people who listen. Probably nobody who lives in Nashville listens to this. But I, <laughs> I think it's interesting how we've just turned these old houses that probably weren't built for this mm-hmm. into these places where these moments are happening and these records are being made. And like they're really special, you yeah. know, and, and it, it's sort of it's crazy to think that you know, any, the houses aren't any special than any other like town or small town or neighborhood in America. You could sort of do that everywhere, but it's just decided that this is, since this is where it's happening. Yeah. Like we're turning these like, Oh, that could be a studio or this basement, this basement could be a studio. Yeah. Like, you go anywhere, you know, especially for a long time over in, um, like Berry Hill where all, the, you know, where like Sputnik and all those studios are mm-hmm. like for a long time, now it's all sort of painted in murals and stuff, but like yeah. for a long time it was just they all look like dentist's office from the yeah. outside, and then you walk in and it's just, what is this? And they probably yeah. it, the neighborhood probably was built to be just like office space. Yeah. But we've sort of turned it into this thing, and there's just something about the air of creativity that I can't put my finger on, but it just makes you can feel like, oh, we could record here, like yeah, you know, and some people just have that like oh, we're going to turn this room into something. Yeah. You know, like this room that we're in now, I've written the dozens of songs in. Yeah. And when I got into it, it was, you know, a housewife's like scrapbooking room. Right. And I, when I, and when I first saw it, very, I guess. Yeah. yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to turn this into anything that I can create in. Cause it was very like specific to that. Yeah. But you know, you're right. I shouldn't have judged. Very, (laughs) very creative, create creative. (laughs) A lot of creativity in scrapbooking. You know, yes. there's a lot of, I'm not to judge. Good, good juices flowing in this. A lot of, yeah, a lot, there you a go. Lot of good creative juices. Which is why it's weird. All my songs are about, about scrapbooking. Yeah. I just put that together. <laughs> that seems kind of obvious. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I re- yeah. I really enjoyed Nick until he went through a scrapbooking phase. And that's all he sang about was like, I literally die can't cut, think of all. Die he- cut, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to come up with one Line other thing that goes things. along with scrapbooking to reference, and I can't do it. Um, cardstock. There we go. Uh, Martha Stewart. Um, embossing glitter. I got nothing. I, you just schooled <laughs> I me. I spent a lot of time at Michael's. There you go. Okay. Michael's, I, yeah, Hobby Lobby. Yeah. That's, I, but I, I couldn't name one thing. <laughs> it was so sad. Any baby.
baby's on the way Mama wants to know That is how she wishes well That is how she hopes To better any darker time Says children are the light In every room She had me first at just fifteen In the middle of a drought Watched it turn my daddy mean to have us go without While they waited on the rain He left to see us play in the sandy dunes You can make a pretty thing out of anything you know It may take a while sometimes to let a pretense go I have uh, questions nice. that I ask. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is, uh, I got to this point where like I started, you know, like, I don't know if you do this, but when I, I'm always sort of have like a running tab of uh, song ideas or lyrics or something, just like, I don't really know where they'll fit. Um, but I just have them. And when, so when I sit down to write, I sort of have some yeah. starting point or now I've started to do that with the podcast where I just have questions and I don't know who's going to be on next. Yeah. So, um, I'll just pick one at random and ask you to to your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, <laughs> mm, there's so many. <laughs> I have to remember the ones that I've already covered recently. Uh, <laughs> some of these are really dumb. This is the point where I will edit <laughs> all this out. Oh, here's what. Here's a good one. What's the worst trouble you got in as a kid? Oh man. Well, what immediately comes to mind. Um, and I almost blushed when you asked that because <laughs> oh, I, th- no. I was like, the wor- well, and this probably isn't the worst trouble, but this is the most, this is really a really big memory. You're but, really building this yeah, up. I'm excited. It's, well, it's, yeah, don't, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very cautious kid, so this is pretty mild, but I, um, when I was seven or eight, Beanie Babies were like, phew. oh, I mean, you know. You, the biggest, you were there. The biggest. The biggest. And I only had one, and it was the Aaron. It was the Irish yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Um, Did you pull the tag there? off of it? No. Okay, good. It had my name on it, so I was like, it's yeah. got yeah, to Yeah, it's got to stay. <laughs> but before I got that Beanie Baby, everybody else had them. And uh, we went to my mom's friend's house one time and she had like a little three-year-old boy um, named Sean, I think. Sub Sean. Sub Sean. Shout out to you if you're Shout still out. out there listening. Um, <laughs> but so I was five years older than him. So we were all playing, me and him and my sister, who was five probably at the time, closer to his age. But we played all afternoon, blah, 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 like whatever, had a good time. Left... My stomach is growling so much. It is growling. <laughs> wow. Um, so we left their house, got home, and I pulled out of my little backpack, pulled my toys out, and I stole a beanie baby from a three-year-old. And Did you know you did it? No, I did it on purpose. Okay. I was yeah. just like, at the time, I was like, I'm just going to take this 
I just want this. Yeah. Gonna take I this. want it. It's mine. He doesn't need it. He's three. He's what three. is he going to do? He doesn't do? know. He's not, he's not a girl in uh, elementary school, like no. trying to compete in the social. Exactly. It's a doggy you know? dog world in, in <laughs> elementary school. Are you kidding me? I was like, if he was my age, he would understand and he would give it to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so this isn't that big of a deal, but no, that is. it is a big deal when you're eight years old. So oh, it's my, everything. My mom was like, Oh, she like was like not okay, and we drove immediately back over to little Sean's house. Oh no! And he made me walk in and tell his mom that I took it. Like say the words, oh. "I took this from Sean." I'm sorry, and give it back. And I like, I was like, "No, this no. is the worst." Never, I did not. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've stolen anything since then. <sighs> I mean, I don't how think, could you? I don't think the shame. She she shamed you publicly. <laughs> the shame was so bad, but that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. No, I, mean, I remember being really little like that and doing little things and being so. But I was such a a good kid that I was so worried. Yeah, I was like, surely I will be caught. Yeah, for doing this thing that nobody knew I did. Yeah, but it would always be something small like that. Like I I remember accidentally taking a like a friend like we were playing or whatever, and then the toy ended up in my jacket because that was like a cave we were playing as. Yeah. And then it, and then it ended up, in, but I feel guilty because I didn't, t- I was like, well, now I have it. I could just tell them that I have it or I could just keep it. Yeah. And it was, I felt shame over that, you know? Yeah. And it was an innocent mistake, but the, the thought I'm going to keep it now. Yeah. Wasn't. So there right. is sort of like, but I remember being a kid and being like, this is everything. This is the worst. I've done the worst thing. I'm going to go to jail for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just remembered like even, I just always had a guilty conscience in my, I don't know. I just always wanted to explain yeah. myself. To You're my a mom. good person. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, Aaron. God, Aaron. She's just no, rub it in. No. So but, you never shoplifted or you never went through like a, a rebellious shoplifting phase or anything? No, I think I took I took some gum from Walgreens one time, but it just would have stayed with me too long. But like one time, <laughs> uh, my my friend Ariel that lived at the top of Hicks Road, her nice. parents went out of town. Sorry if they don't know this yet. I still don't think they know this. <laughs> I bet they're listening. But um, it, the, we were fifteen. We didn't have we. She had her permit. None of us had our licenses. And her parents went to Jamaica for a vacation and left the keys for the car there. So we naturally were like, where can we go? Let's go to McDonald's. So we went yeah. to McDonald's and came right back. And it just ate at me. It just, I like. The fact <laughs> that you went to McDonald's? That we stole her. We took the parent, her parents' car and illegally drove to, to McDonald's and back. And which, which was like how far? Like half a mile? A mile at most. <laughs> like a mile and a half. Yeah. Um. It was like from here to the one on Highway 70. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but my it was my friend Molly Niffin and, and Ariel Hall. You're and, calling them out now. I know. Well, it's out there. And uh, Wait, are you still friends with them? Yeah. Yeah. Ariel's married and she just had a baby. And even though she stole the car, and she good things somehow turned out okay. To her. Yep. I know. Uh, <laughs> there was no justice in the world. But I told my mom. We got him that night. Oh, That's you the did? moral of the story. I told my mom, okay. and then my mom lectured them. And I was also embarrassed, but anyways. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff like that that I, just little little things like sneaking out of the house with like, but not even my house. Like when I was spending spending the night with a friend, yeah. we would like sneak out 
and go to the gas station parking lot to hang out with a bunch of people. Like, yeah. The dumbest things that I would, and I was just constantly <laughs> looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Not okay with it. Not okay. <laughs> like on the surface, in my head anyway, on the surface, I was being really cool. Yeah. But I was freaking out. Yeah. Just sure that my mom was going to show up at any point. Yeah. Even just, though she didn't have a clue. She just thought I was hanging out with my friend. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's a good thing we have them, consciences. Yes. But it is silly. <clears throat> what you think is so important when you're a kid. You're yeah. Like, Nobody cares. Yeah. It would have been it would have been quite all right. Um I always wrap up the podcast by asking a series of lightning round questions. Okay. It's been brought to my attention lately, after twenty episodes of doing them, that lightning round is not the probably the accurate descriptor yeah. because uh I like I'll ask a question and then I want to talk about it. Yeah. But they're not very non sequitur and uh but they're vo- they're very serious. So please take them very seriously, Aaron. Okay. Um <laughs> I, I should start off with a dumb one. Just because I <laughs> built that up. Person. No, do you have a surprising uh, musical influence? Mm, well, yes. Maybe yes to some. Uh, Is it Smash Mouth? It's, I love Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sound bite you saying that and loop it. <laughs> loop it. I love Great. Smash Mouth. I love Smash Mouth. Um, <laughs> <that's really funny. laughs> I um, really am into hip hop. I like. Really? Yeah. I. That is surprising. When I lived in Bellevue specifically, I did a lot of, there was like a time in my life where I like, uh, a couple of years ago would sing like a lot of hooks and stuff really? for different rapper friends in town. And there's That's some videos, amazing. there's some YouTube videos out there. Kid Dead. Look it up. Joshua Odine. Uh, 24-7. That is so baller. And I have to Thank use you. that term. That you <laughs> sang rap hooks. Thank you, Thank you very much. <laughs> you have so much more cred now. Yeah. To Bellevue rappers. Hey, they're real. It's real. It's legit. 24-7's from, he's from, I think he's from Chicago originally. But okay. he's, he was like, I know we're at this lightning round, but he was like instrumental in the beginning. He ran the open mic at Cafe Coco for like a Oh, long no time. way. And uh, is like a great videographer and rapper and musician. I played that open mic night before. Yeah. Like back in the day. It <laughs> back was like, in the day. Yeah. It would just be like one song. Yep. It was Maurice. Whoa. 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next serious question. Uh, what do you associate with the name Keith? <laughs> the, you're not taking it seriously. <laughs> Can we do it again? Okay. What do I associate with the name Keith? Yeah. Um, S- Starbucks. One time I saw Keith and Nicole at Starbucks. In the Green Hills? In Green Hills. They, they always go to that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're the third person I've had on this podcast who's mentioned they saw Keith and Nicole there. <laughs> they must go there all the time. Yeah. So it's got to be Keith Urban. Keith. Yeah, Keith Urban for sure. Uh, who is your first celebrity crush? Um, it's a two-way tie between... The singer of Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah. Kirsten Dunst and um, uh, Christian Christian Bale. He plays yeah. Laurie in Little Women. Oh, my gosh. Now he, oh, my gosh. Both of them are like, Little Women. Wait, so do you Christian, love the movie? Christian Bale is like... Can we just take a second like, and talk about... Can we talk about, about his teeth, his mouth? His, his teeth are so great. His great teeth. Okay, to this day, <laughs> anytime... Like, I'll, random... Like, I love that movie. Yes. Um, And random quotes come to mind just throughout my life. Yeah. Like, it, when random things happen. But uh, when he the, the, he... the line that always comes to mind is when he says, uh, has your sister misplaced a certain glove? And, do, and he does that finger thing on the book, uh, you know? Oh, he's so good. Yes. Wait, Kirsten Dunst in that movie, too. Yes. That's she's she's like little, though, but 
but yeah. Christian Bale. Oh man. And the professor. I mean, I think all my celebrity crushes are from that. The professor. Professor Bear. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Watch it every year. It's Me a good, too. It's a good like Christmas, non-Christmas movie. Totally. Oh, it's so good. Um, okay. What do you say during sound check? Oh man. Do I'm usually a... really awkward because I've really? always mean to um remember something to say. Yeah. I usually just am like Are we hey, done what's yet? Up? <laughs> hey, what's up? What oh shit. Hey, what's up? Uh, what should I sing? I don't know. And I just like say whatever. <laughs> you just <laughs> try to figure out. You take the whole soundtrack to try to figure out what you're going to yeah. say. And soundtrack. then they're like, okay, it's over. Yeah, we're done now. We're good. <laughs> we'll figure it out when you Not get up there. Not that important, Aaron. <laughs> uh, what movie are... Here we, here we go. Talk about Little, little Women. What movie uh, do you quote most frequently in your everyday life? Elizabeth Town. Oh. Uh, Recent, recently Elizabeth We're going to be friends forever. Yes. It's so quotable. It's so quotable. Do not miss 60B. Yep. And then when he shows him, the funeral director shows him his dad. And he goes, did I not capture your daddy? <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. Nobody ever says that one. <laughs> Me and Corey. And, did I not capture your daddy? Did I not capture your daddy? I love the guy who works in the urn shop, too. Maybe my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, I love I love him. so. It, where he's like really into Kirsten Dunst's character. Yeah. And he's like, he's really just painfully awkward. And it's in sort of like a montage scene yeah. where a lot of other stuff are happening, but it's re- he has some really great little like lines like that. Yeah. And I can't, I'm blanking on what he says now, but he says something. <laughs> yeah. I, I can, but he says like, sorry about your dad, man, or whatever he hands him. The thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then yes. it had the kiss urn, isn't there? Yeah. So good. I love that movie unashamedly. I know. It's, it's great. It's so good. The soundtrack to that is awesome. Oh, it's amazing. That's its own thing. Yes. Uh, let's, okay, here's a big one. And I'm serious. <laughs> as as I laugh. Um, backing into parking spots. So imagine we're in like a Target yes. parking lot. Okay. You okay. see the park, you see somebody pull, see, there's an empty parking lot spot. They pull past it, back into it. Does this annoy you or is your thought, oh, they're smart because they'll get out fast on the way out? Usually it's, yeah, I think it's, I think they're smart. I'm like, really? oh, that's nice. They're taking, they're, like they're, they're, they're thinking, taking, thinking ahead. I'm not that way. <laughs> you're not like, I, I'm you're, like, you're I can't ho- relate, but I appreciate that you're doing that. <laughs> I never back in a bargain. No. Spot. I'm like, this is obnoxious. It's, it's like kind of, is it kind of a show off thing? I guess I have mixed I feelings it, about it. Oh, I never thought about show off thing. Like, I think it's the exact same like amount of time. It's the exact same amount of time as pulling in as it is pulling out. Yeah. Like this is dumb. This oh, isn't right. saving you time. Either way, you're going to have to back up. Either way, you're going to have to back up. And when you're backing into the spot, it's very, you're holding up traffic. Yeah. Because it takes so long. And everybody's waiting for you to do that so they can drive past you. But if you back out when you're leaving, you have to wait for traffic to clear. Yeah. So it's less sort of like, look at me, look at me. Right. Anyway, I have issues with this. It's, <laughs> it's a thing that I've been bringing up lately on the, on the podcast. I need to. Um, all right. What I think, I don't know if I asked you this last time and you're a bit younger than me. So maybe you have, we talked about instant messaging. Yes. Well, what's your first memory of the internet? Is it that? Um, my first memory of the internet is the chipmunk video. It's not, what is it? Chipmunks. It's, it is a chipmunk video, but it's like the first animated viral video. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. It's a, um, I believe in miracles. <laughs> Have you seen that? 
Of course. Yeah. The mouse. Yeah, yeah. That and then the baby videos that were after that. That was like, it was the they're terrible. Videos. It was like um. There's like these songs in these like really cheap animations where it would just be like a baby's head going I like this. I know what you're talking and about. And they would sing songs about, it was like they changed the words to talk about diapers. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm Maybe you had a different internet than I did. I don't know. But uh, the the mouse video is the first one. I was for like, sure. Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> uh, no, I love those early, early you like you viral videos or whatever, like that there aren't, you know, like you couldn't, you had to sort of email them. You couldn't even really like, there was nothing, no place to post them. Yeah. Necessarily. So you had to, they were emailed of, for sure. Yeah. You had to email them. And we had to around. like dial up yeah. and then watch them. It took forever <laughs> so, to watch a 20 effort. second. Yeah. <laughs> so much effort. Guys, you don't even know how good we have it. Yeah. Um, all right. I always, uh, I asked the, uh, the guests to wrap up the podcast by sharing a, uh, a bad show story or, or, uh, or an embarrassing experience on stage or something just to bring you. You know, I've spent a lot of this episode complimenting you and building you up. <laughs> Just bring me back down I to earth. I want to bring you bit. back down to earth to our level. The okay. normal people. The normies is what I call us. Yes. Do you have a particular bad show story that uh, that comes to mind? Yes. Well, it's not a bad show. Not a bad show. It, bad performance? Not Well, it wasn't even that bad. I think, the, okay, this is like fresh. Two, ni- two nights ago, Tuesday okay. night, we did the, um, the five spot. Um, a big like two dollar Tuesday Americana kickoff thing. Yeah, and Los Colonas, they were the house band, and um, me and Caitlin Rose and Derek Hoke played a couple of original songs before. That was like the first set. It was like half hour set, and um, so I just played two songs. But I they they backed me for that. Um, and then the second set was like. Solo era Beatles, like George Harrison, Ringo Starr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all their, like, original, their solo work. And they had all these guest singers and stuff. And that, that was, like, so fun. And the whole thing was fun. But I don't know if I was, like, too hung, like, got too hungry. Yeah. And was just, like, in this weird headspace. But I, like, walked in. And I wasn't sure exactly when I was going to play. But I did not have, like, I left my, like, um, DI in my like my cable and my capo in the car and I didn't have my guitar out. So I was just standing there like, like, Oh, I wonder I'm going to start soon. Then there's, it's packed in there. It's so, so packed, but, and there's no room to like get my shit together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it was just like a blind spot in my brain and I was not ready to get up on stage and they're like, and now Aaron. And I was like, Oh, what? <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I like just couldn't figure it out. But I like grabbed a cord um, off the wall, thank God. And then ran up there and Jay Rutherford from Los Clones, he had a capo on hand. And we I borrowed so many capos in my day. But I just was like in my head, you know how in your head you're like, this is so cool. Like I'm so excited about this thing. I was I am still like glad I got to be a part of it. But I just was like, man, in my head, you know. I was not awkward. It, it and I does went, sort of throw you off. Like yeah, when you, it's sort of jarring in a way, like, Oh, I'm here. And we're yeah. doing a, oh, I didn't have time to. Yeah. Like, okay. Do I have everything? Am yeah. I wearing pants? Yeah. Like what's. <laughs> so it's not even like, and I think it, it was great, but it was just sure. like, like 30 seconds that it took for me to get up there. I was like, this is the worst moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but 
I don't know. Because you do put a little bit of a timer. I've been that before where it's like, oh, I'm on now. And you put a timer like I'm not together. Yeah. You think the audience is checking out like every second. They're like, yeah. you're losing people or whatever. Yeah. Dropping. Dropping. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably not the case. No, everybody's just drinking and having a good time. Yeah. Like, as soon as you start playing, so great. Yeah. you know, it's fine. And they, I mean, it sounded great. It was really fun. But um, yeah, I guess. That's a good one. Yeah. No, because I, that that's like get, fresh. That was like, it doesn't get last... represented enough. That sort yeah. of mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And last year, like I was at that show as an audience member and was like not a part of the thing. And this year I got to be a part of the thing. And I was just like, I'm screwing this up. Way to go, Aaron. (laughs) Way to go. Screwed it up. But no, it was good. It was really a fun night. That's a good one. Yeah. You, well, I'm, I'm glad that we you could come over and be a part, and this could be a part of your great week yes. you're having. I'm assuming that this was probably the highlight. This so, is um, <laughs> definitely a highlight. This is definitely a highlight. There's, there's well, thanks, some, Aaron, yeah. for coming thanks on for the show. Me. That'll do it for episode 95. If you'd like to hear more of Aaron Ray and the Meanwhile's music, which you absolutely should, you can go on iTunes, her new record, Soon Enough. Uh, it's a fantastic one and definitely purchase it immediately. You can check her out on Twitter at Aaron Ray underscore music, uh, as well as Instagram is at Aaron Ray Meanwhiles. And, uh, she has some shows coming up in September, which is the month we are in right now. So, uh, go check her out on Facebook, uh, all her tour dates and go see her live. Fantastic live artist for sure. Uh, My name is Nick Flora, and that means that I am at Nick Flora on Twitter and Instagram. The the podcast is at WhoWritesPod on both of those things. Um, And you can check out more episodes at WhoWritesPod.com. Why wouldn't you want to do that? You should do it. One last thing, if you'd like to hear a podcast that I started about my new record, Future Boy, uh, you should do that. Go on SoundCloud and uh, slash SoundCloud.com slash Future Boy Podcast. And uh, I'm putting up little episodes this week. So go listen to that. That's the thing that I forgot to plug earlier. So for episode 95 and who writes this stuff, my name is Nick Flora. Go do something creative. 